Welcome to Love This Bitch, the podcast that teaches you how to love your life and accomplish your goals through self-compassion and self-coaching. Now here's your host, Lisa the Life Coach. Hello, my loves. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Thank you for choosing to spend a small portion of it with me. That's kind of amazing. Now that I think about it, I feel honored. Thank you. Genuinely, thank you for being here and for, you know, listening each week. I really do appreciate that. And really, you know, it's my calling and what I feel called to do, what I enjoy doing is to teach. And so I'm glad that you are here and being a part of that journey for me. And hopefully I'm a part of your journey as well. It's one of the most amazing things about being a coach. I always feel like, you know, I think coaching is amazing and life changing. It changed my life. But you know, being on the other end of it, when I'm working as a coach myself, you know, I'm really just help my clients, you know, see those mindset blocks and start moving them. And the changes that they make and the growth that I see in their lives, I'm just like, in awe. And I'm just like, oh, thank you for allowing me to be a part of this and to witness it. Like, I don't even, you know, it's not like, you're welcome. (laughs) I know I'll get there one day and feel a little bit more of like a contributor. But right now, I'm still in awe of the whole process and just so glad to be a part of it. And so thank you for those of you who are going through that, but just with the podcast um, and not with the coaching as well, because, you know, I'm just happy to be able to be a part of your journey. And if you would, you know, like to really apply things and accelerate your growth or or make some changes, then I would be honored to be your coach as well. So none of that was planned. (laughs) And then of course, if you hear the bells in the background, as always, that is Banana, my rescue puppy. She has bells because she likes to run off and we need to know where she is. Of course, you're probably picturing, if you don't follow me on social media and you haven't seen her before, you're probably picturing this little small ankle biter. Sorry if anybody has an ankle biter. I love tiny dogs. I don't mean that negatively. (laughs) But you're probably picturing like a little small dog that gets lost. But she's like a 55-pound mixed dog. She's kind of got mostly pit bull terrier in her. She just runs off and she's all over the place. And so the bells. And these are new bells that are really loud, but they're very helpful when she runs off when we're out hiking. But anyways, (laughs) what are we going to talk about today? I was actually going to do another lead in to today's topic. And that was, you know, a little just a little bit on procrastination. I know that I've talked about procrastination before, you know, that's something I coach my clients through helping them get to the root causes and and overcome that, you know, even though as with a lot of things that we coach through that we want to reduce in our lives, like anxiety or being, you know, more sad than we are happy. You know, those are still things that are part of life. You're going to have some anxiety. You know, sometimes we have sadness. That's part of the the whole range of human emotions and experience. And so I think, you know, procrastination. Yes, I'm a coach. Yes, I can coach myself through it. And I have and I do. But it's still something that I do encounter (laughs) quite a bit. And I know as I work on it, it will become less and less. But today I worked with a very small step to help with procrastination, like a little, little baby step. And so I did want to share that with you as well. So I was procrastinating something. And, you know, sometimes we procrastinate and we will do things that make us feel like we're accomplishing something, but we're really not. And I call it non-productive procrastination. 
And so examples of that are, you know, like when you have a really big project and you are like, well, I'm going to clean off my workspace and get everything sorted and situated so then I can sit down and get started working, <laughs> right? I've done that many times before in the past. So that's that's a non-productive thing, right? It feels like you're doing something. It feels active, but you're not actually moving forward towards your goal. You're just totally putting it off. When a lot of people are starting their business, something that comes up and, and they struggle with is their website. They're like, well, you know, instead of getting out there and, and making offers and connecting with people, which then you've got to work through your fear of failure, your fear of rejection and all that, that gets procrastinated by, well, I need to work on my website. But that doesn't actually, you know, move the needle forward on building your business, getting clients and growing your business, spending hours on your website. <laughs> But that's a very popular procrastination area for new business owners because it feels like they're doing something for their business and it can be kind of fun. I've had some website experiences that were not so fun, <laughs> but there can be there can definitely be fun aspects to it, you know, picking colors and designs and, and doing all that. But you're not actually moving the needle forward towards your goals when you're doing that. So those are like non-productive procrastination. So a baby step that you can do when you're procrastinating is to do actually productive procrastination. So you're still procrastinating, <laughs> right? You're not doing the heavy lifting work, or maybe you're working on getting into those thoughts of why you're procrastinating them and you're working to change them. But in the meantime, you can do the productive procrastination. So today, that's what I did. I was I was procrastinating on one of my goals, but I have three goals for this year. And one of them is to read or finish reading <laughs> because I have stacks of books that are like partially read to varying degree. So I wanted to read or finish reading 12 books this year. And I'm not counting in that like just books for just fun. You know, I, I do enjoy a good romance novel, for example. So I'm not including those kind of books in that 12 is books that are for my personal growth or my growth as a coach. So I wasn't just procrastinating by, you know, <laughs> sitting down and reading a romance novel because that would be non-productive. But since that's one of my goals, you know, I was procrastinating this other task. I was like, well, I have this book here. I've been reading forever. I think I've got like one chapter left. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to finish this book and have another book checked off of my list. So that's what I did. I sat down. I read the book. I finished it. Actually just finished it out on the hammock. The weather is amazing today. And my dog snuggled with me most of the time. She jumped up in the hammock. And I finished reading the book. And and so that moved the needle closer and a whole book was completed on my quest to finish these 12 books this year. So it was productive. It wasn't the task that I was procrastinating, but it was a task that moved me closer towards an actual goal in my life. So it was very productive for me. And on top of that, since it was a book that was meant to help me, you know, grow as a person or a coach, it inspired me to get the thing done. So it actually worked out completely for me on that because I finished the book and I did the other tasks. So I moved the needle forward on everything. And that might not be how it works out for you. But it's a very good tool that you can use, you know, while you're doing the deep work to figure out, you know, why am I procrastinating this? What are those thoughts? And then putting those thoughts through the thought stairs to change them. You can also look and be like, okay, so I'm just sitting here right now procrastinating this task. What is something else I can do to move the needle closer? And it could be on that same goal or it 
could be on another goal that you have. Now, if that's a massive action type goal, it's going to have to be towards that one goal. But if you have a few goals, then you can switch it to another one. And that way you're still accomplishing something and, you know, building confidence, trust in yourself. And that in itself might help you know, you're like, oh, I'm feeling good. I got something done. Hey, maybe that task that I was procrastinating is not so bad. Maybe I can do it, right? Start believing those next step thoughts. So that was just a little tool that I wanted to share with you guys today on moving things forward with a baby step against procrastination. So all that, and we're now 10 minutes in, and none of that was what I was going to talk about today, but I will get into that. So my last episode I did was a bit of a hodgepodge, I think, but today you're going to get double whammy. You just got a little bit on procrastination, and now you're going to get the actual... The actual lesson for today about making big decisions. I will say, you know, a good connection between these two things is sometimes it's just about taking action and getting moving and getting some momentum going, especially when you're afraid. So that does kind of connect the two things. When you're procrastinating, if you can get some actual productive movement going, you know, that can build momentum and help you accomplish the task. And so also when making a decision, (laughs) what we need to do at some point is be able to step out of the thinking, the analysis, paralysis, perfectionist paralysis, and actually start taking some action. (laughs) So hopefully today, when we talk about making big decisions, that's going to help you start taking some action. And I say big decisions, it really could be any decision, any decision that is causing you anxiety, and you're just going around and around about it. Or maybe you say that you've made it, but you're going around to everyone you know, presenting them with the whole scenario, all the factors, and then saying, so this is why I have to do this or why I made this decision. And, you know, what you're looking for there is confirmation. So even if you've made a decision in that case, you're not feeling really good about it. This will also help you. Generally, when we look at a decision and we're having trouble making it and we have anxiety and fear, what we're actually afraid of is, as always, it comes back to our thoughts. We are afraid that we are going to have a thought in the future that's going to cause us a negative emotion. So as we say, our thoughts create our feelings, which lead to our actions, which generate our results. So essentially, we're afraid that we're going to make this decision. And then in the future, we're going to decide, you know, for whatever reason that it wasn't the right decision or the best decision or that it was just flat out wrong. And we're going to have those thoughts and we're going to feel upset. We're going to be sad or depressed or our life is going to be horrible and terrible. All the anxiety catastrophizing. We end up living under a bridge or alone with 40 cats, whatever your (laughs) catastrophizing scenario is, that can vary. But, you know, so the truth is we're really just afraid of our own future thoughts. It's just like whatever situation you may be in now that you're filled with anxiety and all these thoughts about. It's your thoughts. It's not the circumstance. It's not other people. It's always your thoughts about those things. That's what's generating your feelings. We want to take responsibility. We want to take our power back and realize that, you know, how we feel is a result of our own thoughts. It's not about the other people. It's not about the circumstances. So when you're struggling with a decision, that's what's going on there is you're afraid of your own judgment and your own harsh inner criticism in the future over the decision that you make. Which, you know, a lot of you, you know exactly what that's going to feel like (laughs) because you do it now over your current circumstances. 
So in that situation, you're looking at your your choice really as a lose-lose. You're looking at all your options, whether it's to quit your job, to start a new job, to move, to end a relationship, to start a relationship, you know, whatever it is, you're looking at all the options as lose-lose. Like no matter what happens, you're looking at the negative thoughts that you could have in that scenario, right? If I stay at this job, I'm I'm never going to grow. I'm I'm not happy. I hate it here. I'm just going to be miserable. Those are all your thoughts. They're not about the job. But then you're like, but what if I leave the job and I, I fail there and I get fired and then I have no job and I'm miserable because I have no job and no money and I live under a bridge. See, it's just the anxiety and the catastrophizing regardless of what decision you make. And so, yeah, that's no good. No matter what you pick, you're going to suffer because those are your thoughts about it. It's a lose-lose situation. So, you know, you hear people kind of say, well, you know, do your pros and cons list and make it a win-lose. And that way it's like one decision is just becomes obvious and the best. But that can still cause a lot of anxiety, especially, you know, for my perfectionists, because there is no perfect, there is no best, and you're going to keep looking for it, and there's not going to be a clear winner, and you're going to be frozen, because you're like, oh, I don't see a clear winner, I don't, I don't feel like one of these is a best choice, because, you know, pros and cons can vary, and they're not all measured and weighed evenly. Why? Because it's about our thoughts. <laughs> Right. If it was just math, not drama or data, data, not drama, then we would just plug it in a little calculation, pull out the numbers and be like, oh, well, that's the best decision. That's where the numbers go. But it's not. So the way to make these decisions is to work out and work towards in your mind, making it a win win. And that's about believing in yourself and having confidence in yourself. So a lot of thought work (laughs) just there. This is a high-level overview. There's going to be a lot of thought work involved just to, you know, build that foundation. And that's what, you know, we're working on in coaching, no matter what the goal is, is building that foundation. Because that's going to affect every area of your life. You know, how you show up, how you make decisions, how you grow a business, scale a business, connect with other people, take care of your personal health, you know, how you interact in relationships, everything. It's all about that foundation of confidence and trust in yourself that you can do it. So when you're looking at your decision and you're looking at your options, what you want to do is get to a point where you know that regardless of which decision you make, you're going to commit to it and you are going to make it work. You're going to make it the best decision. If you have thoughts, which is okay, that cause anxiety or distress and things like that, you're going to work through those because you want that choice. You want that decision and you're committed to it and you're going to keep going until you figure out how to make that work and how to make it, you know, a best choice for you. That's what you're committed to is making it work. And that doesn't mean you can't ever change that decision, right? You're still going to be checking in with your alignment, but it means you're not going to, you know, approach it with the same mind, with the same thoughts. Like, you know, I can't do this. What if I fail? Scarcity thoughts about money and about your abilities. Like, you're going to figure it out no matter what happens there. And even if at some point that is saying, you know, I've tried this, I'm coming from a good place, I feel confident, I feel secure, but this is just not connecting with me, it's just not aligning, I'm going to do something else, you know, then that's okay. But that's where we want to make the decisions from, from a place of of confidence, right, where we know that, that there's not a wrong choice here, because we're going to make it work. 
where we believe that we're going to commit to the choice and to making it the best. And that way, we know we've made the right choice because we believe in ourselves and our ability to to handle the situation, to handle any, you know, thoughts that might come up about, was this the best? Why? Why not? And we're going to work on our thoughts, right? Not change the situation again until we, you know, work that out and it is the best and we're living our best life regardless of that decision. And that's where you want to make the decision from. I've said many times on a lot of these things we talk about, you know, the action that you take can sometimes look the same or be the same action, but the thoughts and feelings behind it can be totally different. And that's that's a completely different experience. You know, even if you make the decision, but you don't believe that, you know, you can make it be the best decision for you and you're not committed to it and you're still going to have all those thoughts, then, okay, great, you've made a decision, but yet you've not relieved any of your (laughs) pain and suffering over the decision. Now you're just going through in your head all the ways that you're going to regret it and it's going to have been the wrong decision. You know, we're working to avoid that. (laughs) So we're working to build that confidence in ourselves so that we know no matter what we choose, we're going to make it work. It's going to be a good decision. It's going to work out for us because we're just going to keep going until we figure it out. And, you know, when you get to that place, then you can evaluate the decision, you know, more clearly because anxiety, as we've said before, it makes you stupid. You're going to be making decisions from from scarcity, from lack, from fear, instead of like, okay, great, I've got two great choices here because I'm going to make either one of them work. What do I really want to look at as far as making this decision? It's not about, you know, scarcity or loss or lack. It's about what I truly want. And that's also going to help, not that there's a right decision because there's not, but it's going to help, you know, you and make the thought work smoother about your choice when you've made a choice based on what you truly want and not fear and anxiety and lack. So that way you're following a path from the start that you feel passionate about, you feel really connected to. And so that's going to be helpful. And another thing that you can do is if you are, you know, maybe a perfectionist type or just someone who likes to write out pros and cons lists, if that's something that you've done about this decision, you know, use that as almost like a thought download. Go through the the cons and maybe even some of the pros and look and say, okay, wait, where is what on here is coming from just my thoughts and from a fear, you know, type reaction, you know, like if I if I choose a different job, if I go and get a new job, I could fail and be fired and have no money. Okay, so that's not a con. That is actually just your thoughts, right? You could get fired from the job you have now. Or if you are wanting to leave that job for some reason, yeah, you could get fired from that new job that you go to, which could lead to you finding the next job, which could be your favorite job you've ever had and you'd love it and you make the most money you've ever made. So you really have no, (laughs) you have no idea, you know, what's going to happen at that job, if it's going to work out true, but the thought that, you know, something bad's going to happen, you're going to fail and then you're not going to have any money. That's just a thought that you're having. It's not true. There's nothing to support it. And that's not a reason for you not to make the decision. So that's not really a con. That's a thought. Put it through the thought work. And the reason I said pros too is because, you know, you could look at, it could be a pro. You could say, oh, well, I want to stay with my current job because I've been here five years. I know what I'm doing. It's safe and I'm secure. That's not a pro either. (laughs) Those are just thoughts that you're having about your own abilities where you're scared to grow and you're scared to take that next step. So you can use the pro con list as a great place, you know, to see where you need to work on your thoughts so that you get to a point where 
no matter what decision you make, you've got the right mindset, you've got thoughts that are going to support you and help you feel confident and strong to make it work. And then another good thing to do with that is to look at it and say, okay, well, if I'm going to make this decision, my best option, my best decision, how can I resolve, say, something that's maybe in the con category? If you were saying, well, um, if I take the new job, I have to move and I like where I live. It's really nice and there's you know, great nightlife or outdoor activities, whatever you're into. Okay, that is actually a good consideration. But if you're really interested in the other job, you're like, well, that's holding me back. That's making me have, you know, anxiety about making that change. Like, I've never lived there. I don't know what it's like. I don't know anybody. You know, you start getting back into maybe some scarcity, some fear. Then you can look at that as, okay, if I want to make this a win-win where it's great either way, what can I do about, you know, not knowing what it would be like to live there? Okay, well, I could go there and visit before I decide to take the job. I could check out the nightlife. I could check out, you know, groups, events, different ways to meet people and see what I like there and see how I might be interested. You know, what is the commute back? You know, how are ways that I could bring my friends there and we could spend time together? How could that fit into my life? Like, look for ways to make that work and support yourself if you make that decision. You know, like, oh, I can make this work. I like this restaurant that I found here or, you know, this coffee shop or they've got these great nature trails, whatever it might be. Look for ways to make that a best decision to make it, you know, where you would be like, oh, okay, well, there's great outdoor activities at both places. There's things I can do and learn, you know, as hobbies and, you know, when I'm not working at either location. So again, that way you're making it like taking away fear and stepping into power because you know that you can make it work. You can make it a best decision because it's not about the decision. It's not about, you know, a a new job, a new place, a, a new relationship or leaving a relationship. It's not about any of that, whether or not you're happy. It's about your thoughts, <laughs> the thoughts that you have about that place, about that decision, about that relationship or that person. It's always about your thoughts. So that's what you really want to do is sit down and look at the thoughts. And, you know, like we say, you know, are they true? Are they serving you? Are you making decisions from a place of fear, lack, and scarcity? Or are you making decisions from a place of, you know, confidence, abundance, and belief in yourself and your ability to take care of yourself and make decisions and take back your power for your own happiness no matter the circumstances? So that's a good way to look at that. Like I said, there's no wrong decision, but you're going to make a better decision for you if you're looking at it as all positives is win-win and you're not looking at it as just all negative and how do I avoid my own judgment and loss and pain because that really just will keep you stuck. It'll keep you from making a decision, which is a decision. It'll keep you from stepping out and doing something that you really do want because you're just afraid, but you've proed and conned and written it all down and it was really the best decision. But it wasn't. It was just a decision that you made in fear. So I hope that if you are, you know, thinking about any decision that you're rolling around in your head that you've been having trouble with, that that'll help. I know it was a high level overview. So please feel free to reach out if you would like to talk to me about working together with me as your coach so that I can actually help you build that foundation of confidence in yourself and a growth mindset that allows you to be confident and feel empowered when you have decisions 
opportunities presented to you. I would love to be a part of that journey with you and help you through that. But just take action right now. Apply the things that you've heard today and start thinking about this, you know, from a place of power and confidence and not just, you know, fear of how you're going to beat yourself up in the future, regardless probably of what decision you make. And if you've made a decision, but you found, like I said, that you're kind of, you know, double checking it with people and going through it and you're not really feeling confident in it, look at ways that you can commit to this decision that you've made and make it work for you, make it a best decision for you, resolve the alleged cons and make them positives. But of course, most importantly, work on your thoughts. And I hope that helps. I know it's been helpful for me in my life. And again, if you want deeper work on it, please reach out. And I'm going to go enjoy some more time with my banana who has stopped ringing her bells and is now snoring loudly behind me. And it's just so cute. (laughs) Have a great day and enjoy your lives, loves. 